What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Jared Hall, Entertainment Weekly Executive Editor, host of our Awardist podcast. And uh, for the last six months or so, we have been uh, leading up to what was Hollywood's biggest night last night, the 95th Oscars. They are now uh, one for the history books. And we are here to recap all the action from uh, the winners to uh, the best and worst moments. And and some of those moments uh, started all the way out on the not red carpet, but the champagne carpet. Uh, joining me to talk about all of this, I feel like I'm going to um, welcome you to the stage, like at the Oscars, uh, to present the award for best and worst moments. <laughs> EW critic Leah Greenblatt. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Uh, he was uh, sitting next to me inside the theater. We were mingling uh, with folks all night walking around. Uh, it's editor-in-chief Patrick Gomez. Hello again, Patrick. Yes, and, I am here. A little, a little, right. a, a, a little hoarse. A little hoarse. I, I can hear from you, Jared, as well. Yes, it was, same. It's very loud in those rooms. So lots of it lots sure of, is, and a little yeah. bit of champagne, just a little bit. Yeah, you know, the, it dries out the voice a little. Oh, you, did you eat the carpet? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. no. Oh, oh my gosh. goodness. Yes, yes, Leah. Actually, yes. Uh, and then he has been tracking. Uh, every single award along the way, uh, he, he updates our heat index. He is telling you who you need to be watching as they, uh, move up and down, uh, in the rankings. And then his predictions were quite spot on last night. It's EW's awards expert, Joey Nolfi. Hello to you as well. Hello, Jared. I don't know how I can follow up. Leah asking Patrick <laughs> um, but I'm happy to follow that introduction. Thank you so much. Of course, we're happy to have you. Okay, so uh, the the odd color of the the not red carpet, the champagne carpet aside, um, I do want to note one of the big moments that we're seeing um, people uh, really clicking on this story of uh, when Lady Gaga was walking in, a photographer who walked yes. past her tripped and fell. She uh, caught it out of the corner of her eye rushed over to help him uh i mean and here she is in her you know beautiful gown rushing over to like help help someone who fell uh, i guess it just tells you who she is because there are plenty of other people around who could have helped i, I think she, i think she thought she tripped him i, I yeah, think that's, I, 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 I don't know i, I don't know that, i don't know that she would have like run over to someone that like fell across the carpet um but uh but no that it was fascinating to watch i will say um it was interesting um to, to stick onto the carpet um <laughs> we there was a, a bunch of people falling on that carpet so i don't know if it was the texture or what but it was it was definitely um an i know what it of was stumbles <laughs> what was it, it was, leah 
It was like showgirls. Someone was throwing the pearls. <laughs> yeah. at the, they were throwing it at Gaga. That guy took it for Gaga. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Basically, it was basically Diane Warren throwing it at Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But, you know, the um, the texture of that carpet, it does not um, it does not play well sometimes with the, the bottoms of uh, the shoes. It's either becomes... Like the Louboutin. Yeah, yeah, it either becomes really slick um, or it uh, creates an odd grip um but anyway uh maybe they will change that back to the to the nice um burgundy next year and, and yes. we won't have to think about it again uh, well and jared and i jared and i also stood in a very precarious area inside in the lobby so you know everyone from the like the a-list the a-list talent um nominees to like you know the people sitting way way up at the top all before the show starts are mingling in the lobbies um and we stood like up against a wall um, waiting for some of uh, the other uh, people we knew to come in. And there is this Rolex advertisement, oh, yeah. basically. And it had this base that was bigger than the sign itself. And I watched like four or five people yeah. like almost just completely, they hit the corner. Their ankles had to be in a lot of pain and almost hit the ground. So there's people falling left and right at this thing. Yeah, we uh, people tripping on the on the stairs, uh, both in the lobby and walking up to the stage to get their awards. Uh, one or two people did, uh, but anyway, all and that that's is before so, even oh. all the broken dreams. Oh, that is so true. So true. broken ankles, broken dreams. Yeah, Leah's, um, Leah's, Leah's next book. Yes, but at least <laughs> at least we broken had ankles, broken dreams. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with the um, the the opening monologue I, inside the theater. I think it played really well. How did it feel to you guys on TV? I very much mm. enjoyed it. I thought we've had some really, we've had some really like flop sweaty kind of ones that didn't work. And I thought that it was pretty nimble and pretty, he pretty much addressed everything. I loved that he called out Viola Davis and Daniel Dudweiler. I thought that was very classy. The fact that they hadn't mm -hmm. been nominated. And I liked that he didn't tiptoe around the Will Smith stuff. And essentially I mean, he was basically critiquing the audience of movie stars yeah. that was sitting in front of him, which was a little bold. And I, a little like Ricky Gervais of him, which I appreciated since he has to go back to his show and interview all those people for the next however many years. But he yeah. basically said, you guys were a bunch of hypocrites and you didn't handle yourselves very well. You know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I thought I thought he he towed the line, commenting on everything, making very funny jokes, like 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 just whether or not things were appropriate to bring up or not, which I think he didn't cross any of those lines. Like the jokes were also really funny, which helps. Um, and uh, although I will say my favorite joke of his came um, not when he was uh, doing the opening monologue, but when he was introducing uh, Questlove and Riz Ahmed, and he said, uh, uh, "Everybody, put your hand together." put your hands together and then keep them to yourselves. I thought that was like very mm -hmm. succinct. It was a tight joke. <laughs> very funny. Mm -hmm. I loved the joke about Tom Cruise and Elron. Uh, hubba hubba. Hubba hubba. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was, I just wish that Tom, cause I think there was, uh, uh, there was a recent ceremony too, where somebody else made a joke about Scientology, and I, I don't oh, think the, the SAG it was actually kind of brutal, right? Was that the SAG? I, I don't think it was SAG. I think it was before SAG. Joey, I mean, there were seventeen awards. I know. <laughs> that's what I. That's what my brain is like. Was it about Shelley Miskovich? Maybe yes. That the whole the whole audience gasped, yes. and no one really laughed. It might have been the Globes, like, maybe actually. It too far. 
I think it was the Globes. About an actual missing person? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I just, it's like something where I just like, I wish that Tom Cruise had been in the room so they could have cut to his face (laughs) during that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, unfortunately we did not get that because Tom Cruise did not show up to the Oscars last night, despite being a nominee for Best Picture. Yeah, that was um, a, a, certainly a point of confusion yesterday before the show uh, because uh, some outlets were, were on the air live talking about how he was going to be there. And then uh, other uh, outlets were reporting, nope, he is uh, out of the country working on a film, so he's not even here. Um, speaking of people who there was a lot of confusion around, Lady Gaga. So first of all, she saved the day on the carpet uh, helping that man. And then uh, she she was not supposed to perform. She was always going to be attending um, uh, here's my theory. I don't know if it's right. I think a lot of people were like, come on, you can't pull together a very like simple stripped down performance of your song. Like we, we don't need like big production value. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like there might've been a, a like some pressure, um, at whatever it was. I think she delivered something very unexpected. Um, you know, all that makeup came off. Uh, she was in a t-shirt and some, you know, cut up jeans. Um, and I think all of us in the lobby kind of ha- who were watching on the TVs out by the bars, uh, there was a lot of like looking a little more closely at the TV, like, holy crap, what did she, what has, is going on here? What did she do? Um, I don't know. Uh, Joey, I know you're a big fan. Leah, I think you may have some differing opinions on the performance. I'll let you well, two I, take I, it. I, I am wearing a tribute to her look right now. Uh, that is like the, yeah, I was going to say that look is like. I'm in a black t-shirt. That was like, the look was and very Leah that. Greenblatt. <laughs> the look, last, <laughs> the look yesterday. You know what? She was paying tribute to me. How about she was. There you go. Yes. Um, I, I was not a fan, but I know that Joey will, will probably beg to disagree. I, I, I don't quite understand the logic of putting on such a full beat on the red carpet and then mm-hmm. scrubbing it all off and putting it back on. I understand that it was her way of indicating, you know, if I'm doing this last minute and I'm still in character as Harley Quinn, this is what I can manage. <laughs> but, but it felt a little artificial to be, you know, and then to, do, to, to strip it all back. And uh, I don't know. She could have just taken off Especially the lip. Especially when she is the face of this House Labs makeup movement and Rihanna mm. at the Super Bowl actually brought out her Fenty Beauty and uh, oh, Gaga literally yeah. just stripped the makeup off of her face. That was an odd choice. I also thought it was odd. The, the whole, I don't know if it was was the fact that they didn't have a lot of time to practice this, but it seemed like the intimacy that Gaga was going for with the camera angles was kind of screwed up because they uh, had trouble like following her at some points. There was a lot of moments Mm. where it was just like people in the background out of focus and Gaga out of frame. So I just thought that was kind the of The camera odd. was searching for Bradley Cooper. And he Aww. Was to <laughs> yes. Him, I think. But I mean, mm. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's just, this was definitely, oh, uh, we haven't seen this song performed this way before because she is used to literally singeing the eyebrows off of the people in the front row at the Chromatica Ball <laughs> because this song is usually performed uh, with, giant walls of literal fire uh, being blasted everywhere. That's how she performed it 20 times this summer on the Chromatica Ball. So this is the first time she's done it in a really sort of stripped way. Um, I thought that was interesting that it was, she was performing it in a way that it literally has never been heard or performed before. But mm-hmm. I think you could definitely tell that this was like a last minute uh, thing. But 
yeah, because I mean, the stage product, the production was very sparse. There was not a lot yeah. happening there. Um, so yeah, I think it, you could kind of tell that it was it was a last minute thing. Because Rihanna's performance, I mean, she had a, a whole set designed. There set, was something, yeah. and and uh, the same with on Natu Natu. It was a very intricate thing, and this was just very pulled back. So I think you could still. Mm-hmm. Talk. Or even the, even David Byrne and Stephanie Shu, you know, because Stephanie Shu stepped was... in for Mitski, who didn't want to perform. Yeah, that song from Everything Everywhere. That sounded very and... odd to me. Um... You know, I don't know that, that the person in charge of sound mixing was getting yeah, on the bus. Yeah, exactly. Time, it sounded very off. Yeah. I, I, I well, say, Gaga did not sound off. <laughs> no, no, did not sound off. But I will say, Joey, I, 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 I agree with your point that it was nice to hear the song in a different way. I did feel like it was weird, though. Not that, not that people are judging and voting um, based on these performances, because obviously, you know, they finished voting uh last know, week yeah. forever ago uh but i did think it was like weird that like okay you're the song is nominated and then you're going to perform it in a way that no one would have heard it to like i don't know i feel like mm-hmm. it's like misleading to the people that are watching at home that like were paying attention to it for maybe the first time well they also did like, shallow a very like different song. they also did shallow that way too i mean shallow ha- is like this sort of soaring song that builds from the beginning into this you know huge way that we heard it in the movie but then at the oscars they did it just very stripped back just the two of them at the piano so i mean it's it's kind of in line with what she did in the past but i i think that she she does have a sort of um history of doing this to her songs i mean her she has like a really iconic performance that she did of paparazzi i believe on the how um not not the howard stern show that was the uh, or it might have been the Howard Stern show um, a really long time ago that is just, sh- she does this to a lot of her songs. And I think that mm. they were maybe using the excuse of uh, the last or, minute, or the last minute thing to do it yeah. this way. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I totally agree. I think it sounded very different. Um, there was like some changes in the way she even sang some of the, the more memorable parts of the song. So, mm-hmm. um, but let's be real. We also knew that Natu Natu was absolutely winning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. Nomination mm-hmm. for this huge movie. And, yeah, and, and and in the room, like at the very beginning, when they closed out the opening monologue, which I thought was a great joke, and yeah. when they performed, like the energy in that room, like like everyone was excited for Rihanna and and Gaga and uh, all that, but like nobody was like, oh, I, I like, nobody was like, I can't wait for the Natu Natu performance. But when it was on, everyone was either glued to their seats or glued to their screens. And everyone afterwards was like, there was the energy was great. Like, like everyone loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a great moment, a big, a big highlight for sure. Uh, well, it was sort of like other... an espresso shot for a four hour show. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great point. Great point. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to run through some of the winners. We'll come back to some of the highlights. I'll, I'll let you guys think about what you would say is your high and low. We'll come back to those a little later, but let's talk about the winners. I do want to say uh, Joey uh, nailed the the top six, which ended up being, uh, well, a sweep for uh, everything everywhere all at once in the categories where it was nominated. Best Picture, Directors for uh, Daniels, Kwan and Scheinert, uh, and then Michelle Yeoh for Lead Actress, 
uh, supporting actress Jamie Lee Curtis, supporting actor Ki Hui Kwan, and then they also picked up original screenplay and film editing. Uh, did I get all of them? They won seven Oscars seven, total. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is Out that of it's, ten noms, right? Yeah, 11. Uh, 11, 11, 11, Yeah, so they started really strong, uh, had two wins, and then uh, we had to wait another like three hours to see uh, almost any other well, wins for them. Things got noisy on the Western Front. That's oh God. Did no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I will say, Patrick, I think uh, you, I, I think you might agree. When we were in the lobby, there started being a little bit of like, oh, all quiet is picking up a lot here. Well, it was. Oh, gosh, it, congratulations, Joey! By the way, uh, oh well, yes, thank yes. you. Yes, uh, of our, our little crystal ball wizard of our big six. Yes, I was sick. Yeah. I did the thing as six out of six for <laughs> the big six. Um, and in the words of Mariah Carey, not everybody has that. Um, so, um, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, I did. I, I will say I was pretty confident in in all of those picks. It's just so odd because every year you have your predictions, and then when certain things start to happen in the run of the show, you really do start to panic. Like, I mean, you could see yeah. I was like sort of trying Wait, to. Wait, did, did did you pick Jamie Lee? I did. Curtis? Yep. Yeah. You mm-hmm. did. Okay. Yeah. It uh, was a huge disappointment to me. I have to say. I think that you know it was my least Angela Bassett's face would also agree with you. Angela, Angela Bassett's yeah. face would also agree with mm. you. Yes, you could definitely tell that she was um, uh, very disappointed that she did not win that. And I think, yeah, rightfully so. I mean, this is something that I, I, I always hate it when everybody says, you know, oh, like it's disrespectful that they, they don't show just unwavering support for whoever wins the award. I'm like, no, this is something that has she has a decades long career this is something that every actor is lying if they tell you they don't want an oscar and the fact that the season began so strongly for her and she was winning so much and then at the last minute as it sometimes happens it it goes the way of a different performer i mean that is a lot to process for yourself let alone doing Mm -hmm. it on television in front of tens of millions of people so if angela bassett wants to react however she's gonna react she is gonna react in that moment and i you know she can do whatever she wants (laughs) i mean i i did i would have liked to see her her win but i honestly i would have loved to see carrie condon win yeah like to see stephanie shu win I would have liked to have seen Hong Chao win for the menu. Unfortunately, that was not the way that it went. <laughs> she was nominated for the whale. For the whale, yeah, the other one, yeah. But, uh. but I, yeah, I, I, but I think that that to me was also a little bit of a window into the machinations of, you know, voters and everything else because Jamie Lee Curtis is Hollywood royalty, yeah. and she is, you know, and her her husband is also incredibly well connected. Christopher Guest, the director. And a lot of times these wins you see are for people who really are in the mix. They know the most voters. And, you know, someone like Carrie coming in from Ireland, you know, Stephanie Chu, who's fairly, yeah. you know, new and Hong, you just, you, you see how these things sort of coalesce around these very well-liked and very well-known stars who've been in, you know, literally born into the business. Yeah. Even last night, though some of them, I think they weren't their best speeches of award season. Like everyone was giving good speech all awards season. Yeah. And I really do think that that contributes. And to Joey's point, mm. I think Angela Bassett was giving these fantastic speeches, fantastic speeches. And then Jamie got a, got a win or two and her speeches were great too. And then I think that kind of like gave her momentum beyond just, um, just everything that we've already discussed about why she was, you know, getting these 
she she rose to the occasion in the last minute, and I really do think that had voting closed two weeks earlier, it um, would have been Angela. Would have seen, yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been Angela. I do and too. then in the last minute, everyone was sitting watching, you know, SAG Awards or, or mm-hmm. others, and was like, "Oh God, I love Jamie Lee Curtis." And you SAG know, yeah. was a great speech. I actually yes. really disliked her speech last yep. night. Oh, I yeah, loved no, it. I loved both speeches. I think that it's. I, I think yeah. she's. I, I I really enjoyed it. I th- I thought that she, she just was so genuinely. It's just one of those things where I feel like it's just somebody is so genuinely overwhelmed that they just are saying whatever comes to their mind at the moment. Yeah. And um, yeah. but did y'all did y'all read about what was what happened backstage? Um, no, they took. So she's in the press room, and, and kudos to her. She was one of the very few um, a list or like the acting noms that went back there. Her and Key, I think, maybe were the only two. Um, and she's they they had the press press in the press room, and then they also had press like attending virtually to like make it accessible to those who can't make it to Los Angeles, which I think is nice to do. Well, so they say, oh, we have a virtual question, and Jamie Lee in her head, she's like, oh, someone on Twitter like wrote in something, and they're going to ask me, not realizing that this person is sitting like on a Zoom and actually is going to ask their question live. And she was like, what? And she goes on this whole diatribe about, she's like, y'all need to realize how lucky you are. I know you're back here in the press room and probably would love to be in the ceremony room, but there's people at home and they don't have, they don't have this food that you have. They don't have this or that. And suddenly she hears this person chime in. She goes, hi, um, well, I do have food. And she was so <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> um, anyway, I just had to share that story that I heard from, from backstage. Yeah. Uh, but kudos and, to her again. And then we, and then we saw her. Even. Yeah. And then we saw her getting her trophy engraved, uh, at the governor's ball where she was just like over the moon. She was hamming it up for the cameras. Um, just, uh, I, I think just a surreal moment for her. She really cannot believe this is, uh, happening to her. You guys were talking about speeches. I think someone we probably heard give the most speeches uh, all season long was Keith Wequan. I think his category uh, yeah. was yeah. pretty consistently yes. his. Um, I, I, Patrick and I were crying up in the mezzanine. I don't know if people were crying <laughs> at home, but um, I love that. Uh, it was just, uh, yeah, <laughs> that that back to back of Key and Jamie just had us all um, kind of in a mess, and we had to go fix our mascara after mm-hmm. that. But. Um, yeah, you're like that raining was just a, tears down upon Meryl Streep's head. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> dripping them off over the balcony. <laughs> um, but it was just a, a wonderful kind of you know cap of the season for him that uh, you know that that recognition carried him all the way. Uh, that that story about being a you know a refugee, it, it was on a boat, and it oh, just the American dream. I'll cry again thinking I about was- it. I almost want to give him an Oscar for managing to make each one of those speeches throughout yes. the season somehow different but the same. Yeah. And always and always beautiful and always heartfelt. And yeah. I don't know why for me the Jamie Lee Curtis thing curdled at the end because I thought her SAG speech was great. I just I, I was I was sad in that in that moment last I, night. It wasn't the speech that I came for. It, it felt a little too victory lap without mm. the humility and without the sort of acknowledgement of her peers really mm-hmm. you know and i just I think, frankly I, yeah i just i didn't love the performance but i, I think the problem is, move is on. i think mm-hmm. the problem too though is like had she not given that fantastic sag speech you may have, may have felt differently 
I think, but being able to compare it yeah. to like that right. one, it was just like, Fans, oh. which weren't even on a network. It was so hard to watch. Right. To go on, you know, you had to find it on YouTube, right? So. Well, well, and, and not to, not to take over your, your job here, Jared, but, but speaking of speeches that I think could have gone better, um, Brendan Fraser, I think was so nervous. I think yes. I at least felt like you could tell that he was skipping moments of his speech. Like he kind of dove right yeah. into, to, like he had he dove right in. on his speech a little bit. Yeah. And, and understandably so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a slot machine. You don't know what's going to come out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I, but that felt just be, you 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 still loved it because it was like just true raw emotion and he was kind of just like oh yeah right I was gonna say something about uh, the nominees um and then it was just like wait what who are you talking about now <laughs> but again I, mean, I yeah. hated that winner and I'm gonna stick to it but that's okay I hated that movie um mm. I, thought he, I thought I thought Brendan was very good in a in a very bad movie but I really I really wanted to see Colin Farrell or Austin take it for Elvis <laughs> I, I told Patrick last night there was for a split second right before they opened that envelope uh Jessica Chastain I thought oh it's gonna be Colin like so there's gonna be a split or something um but but uh you know Brendan won SAG, and uh, I think that helped and carried him through. Uh, one of those instances Show where... Show me a person who enjoyed the whale. Show me. Uh, well... are <laughs> out there. Well... <laughs> Joey. <laughs> yeah. um, I, will, I, I would... Uh, listen, I will... I am not somebody who is going to sit here and say that the whale is a perfect film. I mean, there are legitimate criticisms of this movie and the way it was made and the way that the makeup was applied. And it is problematic, uh, you know, across the board in, in certain senses. But, um, I think it's not even problematic. It's just a bad movie. No, no. I mean, it is problematic. I mean, it absolutely is. is. Um, but I, I do think that, uh, Brendan's performance is, absolutely one of the most moving performances of last year. I mean, I saw it twice and both times, I mean, I was just a bawling mess. I will say my favorite moment about all of that was actually Angela and Austin. Like she was like locked in with him. Yes. That was very, very sweet. I feel she was like, I feel she was like, look, boo, I know what it feels like to not (laughs) go up there. So let's, let's be there for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and she's, she's been there. She's played a, you know, a huge music star. So they had a little something where they sat there and chatted and bonded over having played Tina Turner. Yeah. Right. Um, all right, so let's get to your highs and lows. Joey, I'll start with you. Um, highs. I mean, obviously, everything, everywhere, all at once, winning Best Picture. I think that is, I, I haven't in uh, many, many, many years had my number one favorite film of the year win Best Picture. Mm. And so I that just for me on a personal note was just so exciting, I think, for what it represents um, not only for the communities that that film represents, I think for Hollywood in general, it does signal um, a really interesting shift in interest in movies that are completely e- exemplary of the w- the word original. I mean, in a mm-hmm. landscape where we, you know, like I think even Jimmy Kimmel said in his monologue that the top 10 grossing movies of the year were all sequels or, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, superhero films. IP, it's like, right, yeah. the, it not only did everything everywhere all at once gross over $100 million at the global box office on a very tiny budget. I mean, here it is winning the most Oscars of any best picture winner since Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire won eight in 2008. So that's 14, 15 years 
um, yeah. that, uh, you know, that our original film is winning this many Oscars. I think that really says a lot about what you can do and how you can appeal with a completely wholly original script in a sea yeah. of just sequels and, and superhero films. So that was my number one moment last night was seeing that. And also Michelle Yeoh yeah. winning, I think was just such an incredible moment and in seeing yeah. the look on Halle Berry's face when mm-hmm. she embraced Michelle at that moment, she has waited 21 years to welcome another woman of color into the best actress circle and yeah. just seeing that genuine emotion that sort of the same way that recalled when she won back in 2002 was such a moving moment. And I did tear up at that, um, uh, seeing that and for what it means for them in this industry was, uh, it, it was very nice to see that last night. I just thought it was odd that Hallie was not the one to read, <laughs> read the, um, <laughs> the uh, envelope for best actress. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very, uh, strange, but um, yeah, and then just seeing the three of them walk off stage together was, yeah. was lovely. I also loved when Ariana choked up. And oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was very nice. That felt very genuine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, guys, yeah. I have to I have to run here. I have another recording, um, but uh, thank you so much for having me on. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank appreciate you. appreciate it. And, and, and congrats again on all of the, uh, the, the spot-on predicting. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, I will Bye. talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye. Joey. All right, Leah, you're high and low. Um, you know, I I thought that the show in general, for being too long, didn't have too much of the terrible filler that we've had in other years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I thought Kimmel would, did a really solid, good job. I personally was disappointed in most of the winners, I mm. have to say. It was, not my, it was not my year for the films that I loved the most. But I also understand completely why they didn't win um, in general. And I think just the general, just the whole movement forward for so many, you know, for so many people who haven't been recognized for so long. For example, I was really not a fan of the, of the, of the movie Women Talking, but I loved Sarah Polly's speech. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, she was pointed and grace and graceful. And, you know, just, just the, I, I love that it was the most, Irish Asian Oscars of all time, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like to not see the same people again and again, even though a lot of those top winners were people who've been in the business for two, three, four decades, yeah. you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, Brendan Fraser, Kiki Khan, like these are, these are people who have put in the time. Michelle, you know? Michelle, yeah. Michelle, yes. And so you know, and a lot all of four, all four are, of the actor winners. Yeah, I just realized. Yes. That, yeah, all four yeah. of the actor winners that are all fit that category. And Angela Veteran. would too, like that. Was, what's great is that there's so many other nominees that would have fit that same bill. Mm-hmm. But then a ton of first time nominees, like you know Barry Keegan and Stephanie Chu, uh, and you know yeah. all all of these. You know, there weren't a ton of undeserving people. You know, on the nominations list in general, it was more just you know there wasn't enough room for everybody. Yeah. on the list, sort of, but. I and one thing I really appreciated as a movie nerd was them going back to all the categories, you know. Yeah. And and I didn't love the way that so many women seemed to get cut off from giving their speeches. That as always, the sort of like gong show hook feels a little arbitrary. You're not sure mm. why some people get to go off for what seems like twenty minutes and other people don't get a haiku out before they're like played off the stage. But um yeah, I, I, it was really nice to see all those people be recognized. And that's where a lot of the weird and great and fun little moments come from. Like, 
you know, like singing happy birthday. Happy or, birthday, or yeah. Whatever it is, it's like let's like like keep Oscars weird. Yeah. I, as uh, the 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 Daniels pointed out, uh, this this weird group of people behind me. One of them said, "Yeah, um, <laughs> all, right, all right, Patrick, you were high and low." Um, uh, Jenny the donkey, of course. Yes, Jenny should have been Jenny nominated. the imposter. Donkey. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. So EW EW did learn that it was it was a a, a as it was worded standard. in our high and low a a, a, a local ringer. So, I mean, good you know. as she did. Yeah. I hope she's I hope she's eating um carrots that are not too large. Yeah, um, <laughs> carrots that are not fingers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So uh, love that. But that's just indicative of I really do think that Jimmy did a fantastic fantastic job like that's really mm-hmm. the high here is like and and the writers uh just like every that whole team that put that together i thought it just it struck the right tone there's very there was a lot of biting jokes but very few that had like people nervous to laugh in the theater and i think that, that they just, weren't mean yes and there's a difference yeah yes mm-hmm. and so the, he just towed that line perfectly so really that's the high but i'm gonna say it's jenny um and then no <laughs> Low was um, again. There's a little bit more of a story here, but was Little Mermaid. Um, mm. So it was it was a little weird um, to to make make such a big. It's one thing to like air a new ad and like maybe even have like an announcer. Like like if the if the announcer was like coming up something something and in, during this commercial break enjoy the new ad. Like that's a way. And you know ABC Disney. You know that's a good way for them to play nice and like give it a special moment. For them to come out and do that, it was a little odd. But the reason that it's actually on my low is not, um, Leah, I know there was frustration from viewers being like, what, this is a little weird. Um, in the room, they uh, they didn't air it. So they say, and now enjoy it. And they've been airing things on the screens during the commercial break the whole time. Actually, they were airing little featurettes on like the best cinematographers, like all these like really fun packages about nominees in different categories during the commercial breaks. And yet somehow they weren't geared up to air this ad that's in-house. So, you know, it's, it's, it's Disney. So they should have been able to grab it. I thought that was so odd for yeah. people at home watching it to be like, okay, well, this is now a commercial. And the people in the audience who actually were eager to see it, yeah. the action was, the action was the very negative. The only who wanted to see it? Yeah, yeah. it was very <laughs> negative um, because everyone was like, wait, we don't get to see it. And, and, and Helly uh, Bailey uh, got, had to say, um, no, enjoy this. And then like the lights went down as though like, okay, we went to commercial breaks. And then she had to give part of the scripted speech was like, and for those in the room, Here's a here's a segment on the cinematographers or something like that, and everyone yeah. was like, "What?" The, the the future future nominees or something like that. The future of the Academy, yeah. And but uh, those of us standing out in the lobby, we got to see the the Little Mermaid uh, trailer. So people would and come people out were the very lobby to go to the restroom, and they were like, uh, you know, said something about like, "Oh, it's so stupid they didn't play it for us." And we were like, "Oh, we saw it." So <laughs> you were in the wrong place. Uh, but yeah, that 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 was that was truly a, a little bit bizarre but I think all they in all, should have paid for a commercial and not yes. stopped it in the middle of the broadcast especially when every five minutes we were being reminded that we were running long yeah fair <laughs> point very good point uh well all in all i think it was uh it was still a great night uh, uh you know a wonderful ending to um a very long award season uh at times a very unpredictable one which always makes it um fun and exciting when we don't know who is going to win all of the awards i think it became fairly clear uh in the last week that uh you know certain certain movies everything everywhere all at once uh was probably going to take home best picture uh but you know for some of those acting categories it was it was definitely up in the air um 
but uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm uh, excited to, to, I mean, I don't even want to start thinking about 2024 Oscars. People are trying. I'm like, nope, we got to focus on the Emmys next, which is what the awardist is going to be doing, folks. So um, please make sure you, you stay tuned to EW.com and the awardist as we get into Emmy season. Lots of really incredible TV shows uh, that are out there this year um, and still some that haven't even debuted. They will over the next couple months. Um, all right, Patrick. Leah, anything else you want to add before we sign off here? Just thank you um, both for uh, fantastic coverage uh, about these films, Leah, from the very beginning, back at their festival debuts, and Jared for leading the charge oh, on all this awardist all season long. Um, it's, uh, it's an honor to get to hear your thoughts about all this because they are quite educated. Oh well, <laughs> Leah, Leah's got uh, Leah, Leah's got the the brains of the operation here. <laughs> At the very least, the win. <clears throat> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and may and may and may we welcome back a very red carpet next year. Uh, here's hoping. Here's hoping. All right, down guys. with champagne. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we'll keep the champagne inside the lobby and in our bellies. Uh, all right, folks. Thanks so much for hosted uh, by Jared Hall, produced and, uh, by Chanel Johnson so and Sammy Junio, edited by Sammy Junio. Full episode transcripts are available at ew.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.